0: Hey, everyone. It's Deb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Welcome back to another episode of Garthology. This is Season 5, Episode 2. And in today's episode, we will continue our review of Garth's album, Man Against Machine. This is Part 2 of our review. If you didn't get a chance to listen to Part 1, be sure and check out our last episode where we talk about songs 1, 2, and 3. As we discussed in our last episode, Garth returned to the studio after 13 years of a self-imposed retirement to raise his girls. The first studio album after his return was this one, Man Against Machine. And the sound was really different from Garth's previous albums. But also, the album's look was different. I mean, just check out the album cover. The color scheme on the cover is dark with shades of brown and black, and Garth has such a serious expression on his face. I mean, gone are those checked and striped shirts that we all loved, and now we have just a tight black t-shirt, plus Garth in sunglasses. Like, we'd never seen that on an album cover before, and it absolutely works for him. And it's not just the cover that's different check it out. Like Go through the CD. The CD liner has Garth in all sorts of industrial locations. He's in shadow in many of the pictures. He looks tough and raw. He's got his muscles. All of that combined really gives this album that man against machine vibe. So I say well done to whoever came up with the whole concept of this album. Overall, it was not only musically different from 13 years prior, but also just a different feeling altogether from his other albums. Okay, time to talk songs on Man Against Machine. Let's turn it over to Pete. He has song number four.
1: I get song four off the album, All-American Kid.
0: He saluted the
2: red,
0: the white, and
1: the blue. American Kid was written by Craig Campbell, Bryce Long, and Terry McBride. This song was never released as a single and it never peaked on any charts. The song is one of my absolute favorite songs on this album and one of my favorite songs with all of the new music that we've gotten since his comeback. It's a touching song that Brooks handles masterfully. He just keeps things low key, but making sure that the words about a high school football hero who joins the military, he goes, he does his tour and he comes back with battle scars after and joining in the military. For the 50th uh, ACM Awards, I, this time, you know Garth had come back. He sung this song in front of a n- number of military members uh, that filled the audience. And I remember watching the show when he sung it and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And I saw all the military guys there. But then when I was doing the research on it, I didn't realize that at the same time that they were recording this, there was an interview afterwards that I had found. Garth was obviously, um, you know, giving a shout out to all the men and women around the world who protect our freedom. But at the same time, it had a special meaning because it was the 20th anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing right around the same time that it was the 50th ACM Awards. And that's one reason why he chose to sing the song. So I thought that that was that was really cool. I had no idea that that was um, part of that performance. But I remember the performance because everything that Garth did when he came back, I was glued to the TV about. (laughs) The lyrics put me at a high school football game, like cold weather, rain, games on the line and in a small town. You know, I've been my aunt Kathy lived in Oregon. My cousin Chris played for a football uh, team up there in a very, very small town small town. And I remember going up there and watching them play. And it kind of just took me right back to that time in my life. But then it like puts me at the doorstep, like watching my son maybe leaving for the military one day, or a dad watching his son leave for the military. There is not a part of this song that does not get to my emotions from the start and and to the finish. The song is just America, small town, do what's right. And in my opinion, we could use a lot more of that in today's day and age. I absolutely love this song. Again, very, very emotional for me. I I thoroughly enjoy it. But I, I just after researching it, I was telling you guys on Sunday night, I went to bed and I kept waking up just singing the song over and over again. It's just one of those that you start to sing and it just sticks with you. Jess, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: I really, really love this song. Musically, it opens with some beautiful traditional fiddle work. There's a brilliant underlying snare drum beat that has a very distinctive military cadence to it. And I love that. It really sets the tone. I love how the verses are very rhythmic and almost sedate compared to these soaring choruses that kind of open up more. And there's some, I think, tambourine in there. I was trying to figure out where what it was. I think it's a tambourine. Uh, beautiful steel guitar moments in the middle. And it's just musically, it kind of makes me think of American muscle. Like if you give like a muscle car or something like that, that's the feeling I get with the music from this song. I hear a George Jones influence in Garth's voice on this one, the moments where he dips into that low register and his voice along with the music. Again, it's very soaring in the choruses. They're big and emotional. Like I take a a deep breath with him so that I can belt along with him in the choruses because (laughs) This song, it's one of those that feels like if you're singing it under your breath, you're kind of doing it a disservice. Like if you're going to sing it, you've got to sing it, you know, (laughs) or you just shut up and listen to it one or the (laughs) other, but you can't do both. And then of course the lyrics, these lyrics kill me and not necessarily for the reason that you'd think, but I went into this song again, kind of like Deb, like you said, like you think you know where it's going. So I'm waiting for and dreading the inevitable gut-wrenching ending. And I mean, country music is saturated with these kind of rip your heart out songs. So when the story ends and the line comes up that says, and the whole town cheered and his mama cried when their hometown boy made it home alive. Y'all, like I'm teary right now, just <laughs> at that moment, just, you know, cutting to the end of the song and I still get there. Well, I mean, what a beautiful lyric. And I personally think that at the very end, there's like the flip side. I think that there's a double meaning because it says, the songs for those who never did come back all American kids. So I think it means in honor of those that never made it home, but also in honor of those who physically made it home, but left that innocent all American kid in a war zone somewhere Mm. because, you know, there's that too. There's that loss when those guys come home.
0: Oh my Um, gosh. I never thought about that. That is perfect. Right. And I
2: just like, every time I hear that ending, I just like, want to put my hand on my heart and just have my own moment of silence for a minute. Like it's so moving that way, but as emotional as it is, cause sometimes there it's like too much. Like it's so emotional that I I don't listen to it because I know it's just going to make me sad and it's just going to, but this one, it's like, it's sad, but it's uplifting too. And like Pete said, like American, like you're proud of it and you, there's a pride in those guys and that sacrifice. So I think it walks a good line where it is emotional, but I still listen to the song and I still want to hear it. But what do you think, Deb? What do you think about this
0: one? Ooh, uh, I need a second because you actually like brought tears to my eyes, and now I'm like struggling to get back to this. So, yeah, that was such a great point. I, I'm not going to be able. It's gonna, like, that's oh, gonna oh, stick oh. with me.
2: Yeah, Ooh. you're gonna, you're gonna oh. lose it next time you listen to the song. Huh? I
0: am. You're <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now I'll go back to my, my review of it, which seems so paltry in comparison now, but (laughs) I, for me, this is a great contemporary country song. I think it's definitely one of the highlights on this album. And it's another fantastic story song from Garth. I mean, we've talked so many times about how great he is at that. And I think this is probably in like the top 10 of his story songs. It's just so good. And I cannot believe that it wasn't released as a single. Right. Like I that think shocks this one, me. Yeah,
2: this should have been Great. a single for sure. Yeah. They could have strategically released it around a specific date, you know, where it Memorial would have been more Day, meaningful. Memorial yeah. Day,
0: right? Some Veterans Day. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have done really well on the charts. Uh, And, you know, this got me to thinking about a whole other topic, which is I think Garth should put out like an all star album of all songs that were never released as singles and then release them as singles, like every single one. And I think this should be on that album and then get released as a single because he has so many. And we have talked about this before, but he's got so many deep album cuts that were never released And I think he could just put together an album of those and then release each one of them. And this, I think the message that this has, I think would just be, I think it would do really well on the charts. I, I really do. But so getting back to All American Kid, the song itself, one of the things that really appeals to me in this story, which Jess referenced because we talked about it before recording, is that the protagonist in this song is still alive at the end. Yeah, And that just, I love that because like Jess, most songs like this break my heart because you already believe, you know, the ending and most of them end that way. Mm -hmm. And so it breaks my heart. And so this one, because our hero doesn't die, I get like a little thrill each time the end comes where, you know, he's still there. He still, he comes home to his mom. And so- which is a whole other song on this <laughs> album. <laughs> we'll get to that. But <laughs> I just, as a mom, that's what I think of, is he came home to his mom. Yeah, And so I just, I love that part of this song. So whoever, like Pete referenced the uh, songwriters, I say, thank you for letting him live at the end. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of lyrics, my favorite lyrics are at the end of each chorus. And I just think it's so clever how throughout each chorus line, it's changed depending on what happened in the previous part of the song. Yeah. So the football game is won and the chorus ends with all American Comeback Kid, because it was a come, you know, he scored the comeback. Then he leaves to serve Uncle Sam and the chorus is changed to Come Back All American Kid. So like a perfect turn of that first phrase. And I love that. And then when he comes home, it's welcome back, all American Kid. Like, it's just genius. It's, again, like we talked about in our last episode. God, this songwriting is so good. He picks such fantastic songwriters to work with and such fantastic songs. And I think this is just another example of those twists and turns and clever lyrics that I think this is another example of such clever lyrics. And it in deciding to do this podcast... You know, you kind of go in as a fan thinking, I I know everything there is to know it's Garth Brooks, but there's so much that we find out and we've realized throughout these episodes on a deeper level that I just, I never saw this coming. Yeah, me either. Like when we decided to do this, I never saw it. Yeah. This shook me right here. Like truly
2: our first research, I was like, I mean, I'm going to go research it, but I already know it. (laughs) And then when you start doing it, you're like, oh. (laughs)
0: There
1: is
2: some things in there. (laughs) Yeah. Now that I thought about it for a second, maybe I didn't know.
0: Yeah. All right. So, and then overall, I definitely love the music on this. I love the fiddle throughout. Jess mentioned that. And I love how the music builds to that crescendo right as each chorus starts. You know, the song is going along and it's kind of slow and steady. And then it just builds up for each of those choruses. And I, I just love that. Those are absolutely my favorite musical moments in the song. So overall for me, such a strong song on this album, an album of all strong songs, but this one really stands out. And without a doubt, I'm going back to, I think it should have been released as a single. I think Country Radio would have loved this song on yeah, the charts.
1: Absolutely. I think, again, like you said, if they were to go in and put it into an all-star album today and release it as a song today, the way that people are backing these songs, the song would, the song would take off big time.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: All right. Well, that does it for uh, song four. Jess, what do you got?
2: I think All-American Kid was a perfect lead-in to this next song on the album. I love the fifth song off of Man Against Machine, The heartfelt mom she's
1: gonna teach you everything you'll ever need to know like how to mind your manners to love and life and dream and she'll put you on the path that'll bring you back to me so hush now little baby don't you cry there's someone down the way whose only goal
2: in life is making sure
1: you're up you're gonna be
2: on. Mom is a song written by songwriters Don Sampson and Wynn Varble and recorded by Welsh singer Bonnie Tyler for her 2013 album Rocks and Honey. She first heard the song being performed at a session at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, and it was then that she selected it to appear on Rocks and Honey. Garth later covered the song on Man Against Machine. It was released as the album's second single on November 24th, 2014. Garth performed the song live on Good Morning America in that same month that it was released as a single, and it garnered a great deal of media attention and promotion of the album. This song, I think, is full of very gentle fiddle, like some really pretty gentle fiddle licks, and then it's got like the twang of the slide guitar, and I like that I really like the sound of a slide guitar. There's some scattered tinkling of the ivories that propel the melody along, and of course the steady drumbeat that keeps it all in time. But I personally love this soft, traditional sound, and I think it suits the song well. This song showcases Garth's lower register, the baritone and the deep bass. It's soft and deep, and it winds like a big, lazy river through the curves of the song. Garth's voice is beautiful and subdued here, forgoing the flashy tenor moments to allow the song itself to take center stage. A brilliant choice for such an emotionally powerful song. The lyrics on this one tell the story of a new soul being born into the world and of God preparing that new little soul to meet a very special person who's waiting to meet them, their mom. Now, I'm a boy mom, so in my head, this is a sweet little baby boy soul, so I'm going to refer to it as a he. But cleverly, the song leaves the gender neutral, so it applies equally to all babies and their mamas. The baby in the song is scared and nervous to come into the big wide world and God's telling the baby how he's going to be fine because his mom is waiting to meet him. God goes on to tell the baby all the lovely ways his mom will love and protect him. My favorite line is the one that says, she's going to teach you everything you'll ever need to know, like how to mind your manners, to love and laugh and dream. She'll put you on the path that'll bring you back to me. This is one of my very favorite Garth songs because of how much I love my son how much Garth loved his mom, and how much I love my own mom. For all the reasons, this one just touches my heart. How about you, Deb? What do you think about this one?
0: I love this one. And I mean, I I told you guys, I warned you in the first episode of this, that I love every song on this album. But come on, this is mom. like It is so sweet and so sentimental. And as a mother, I just love it. I, I also know that if I was a singer, I would never sing this song because I wouldn't be able to get through it. Like I cry. would choke up. Same. Yeah, absolutely. I would choke up every single time. So love it that he sang it. Glad that I don't because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. So yes, I love this song. I love, just like Jess just mentioned, I love that the song starts out that God and the baby are talking. Like, that's such an amazing way to start a song. Cause I think anybody else, you know, in the hands of maybe any lesser songwriter, the lyrics would have just started off with the relationship between the baby and the mom. Yeah. Because it's called mom, it's about a baby and a mom. But starting it out with God talking to the baby and saying, I'm going to give you to this person who's going to love you. And then at the end, to tie that all up in a bow. By mentioning how mom is going to help get the baby back to God. yeah, I mean, come on. That's so good. It's so good. Those connections are definitely my favorite part about the lyrics in this song. I think the music is so good. It's sweet. It perfectly captures the story in the song. I think that Garth's vocals blend so fantastically with the music on this one. That you would never know by hearing this that he'd been out of the recording studio for like 13 years prior to when this was recorded. I just think that this one, especially, I mean, on all the songs in this album, but especially on this one, I just think his vocals were like at the top of his game. So it's surprising when you think that there was that large gap. Obviously, overall, Mom is one of my favorites. I think it's touching. It's an emotional tribute to mothers, which I am one. So it captures that universal theme of our maternal love, the profound influence that we have on our kids. We shape their lives for the good or for the bad, but we do. And I think Garth captured that sentiment with his fantastic vocals And the musicians, like I mentioned before, all of it's just tied up in a bow. You get Garth at the top of his game, these musicians doing a fantastic job with these wonderful lyrics. So 10 out of 10 for me. What about you, Pete?
1: Yeah, 13 years of vocal rest and uh, relaxation from the band members. That'll get you some pretty good... uh Gives you a pretty good comeback sound when you come back. <laughs> but my thoughts on mom, I just love the emotion in the song. I love the meaning and the sound of the emotion in Garth's voice from start to finish. And it just suits the song perfectly. In my opinion, there is no better song for a mom. There are so many true lyrics in this song. And that, you know, you only have one real mom per se. She's the only person that gets to spend an extra nine bonus months with you before you even exist. and there's so many firsts that you get to experience with your mom. I'm lucky to say that I have the best mom. I couldn't have asked for a better mom. And uh, this song is just so perfect. It's very, very emotional. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just a fantastic song.
2: And Deb and I have a, a little connection to this song because when my son was born, she got me the best gift. I have this beautiful wooden plaque um, that has one of the newborn pictures of me and my son and it's got the words to mom laid over next to it and it is my prized possession it hangs on the living room wall currently and will always for wherever i live it will always stay there and be one of my photos that hangs on the wall because those lyrics were perfect and it, you know my son is my only child so it was the first time i was becoming a mom and it was just the most beautiful gift so again thank you for that dub cuz i cherish it so much
0: ooh i'm getting all teary
2: again
1: we're going <laughs> to have to move on from this episode before we're all crying good
2: luck <laughs> Please, Louise, but you're welcome. (laughs) Oh, okay, guys, we have one more song on this episode. Deb, what do you got for us? What's the last song on this one?
0: I have song number six on Man Against Machine, and it is Wrong About You.
1: You were right about me being lonely without you, missing you the way that I do. You were right about so many things that I'm starting to think I was wrong about you. You were right about me crying all night and my heart breaking in two. You were right about so many things that I'm starting to think I was wrong about you. If I could it all over again.
0: Wrong About You was written by Adam Wright. And comes in at a quick one minute and 55 seconds. It didn't even hit that two minute mark. (laughs) It's trying to grow up and be two minutes. Uh, So that makes this the shortest song on the album. It was not released as a single, so no chart info for this one. It's a cheery, mid-tempo number. It's got a fun drum beat. And I looked into this because I kept wondering, what is that other sound I'm hearing in there? And I believe I'm correct, that it's Jerry Douglas on the dobro guitar.
2: I had to ask my stepdad what that was. I was like, listen to this because it sounds like a banjo, but sounds it's like not a banjo. A banjo. Not what is this? It. And he was like, it's a dobro.
0: And I was like, thank you. Yep. <laughs> I actually looked it up and I think I'm right, but I'm not sure because I then I got all interested. I went off, I found Jerry's website. I looked into him. I watched video of him playing it. So it's the kind, I believe, that you kind of lay it on your lap, Mm -hmm. you know? It reminds me of like, this is what it reminds me of. I don't, I'm sure I'm not saying any of this right, but it reminds me of a slide guitar. You're picking it like a banjo and it's laying on your lap. So again, coming from someone who knows nothing about guitars, but I watched videos of Jerry playing and that's how I described it in my head. (laughs) I think that Jerry's playing really helps give this song its fun little beat. I really enjoy the sound of that. The uh, lyrics in Wrong About You are clever in that you think the narrator is going to say, I was wrong because I was wrong about you, but I was wrong a lot throughout the song. And yet throughout the verses, he's saying you were right, not I was wrong. So I think that's a clever way that the songwriter turned that phrase. The narrator is saying that the other person in the relationship was saying, hey, you're going to miss me. And the narrator was saying, nope. But it turns out the woman was right. And the narrator was realizing that he was wrong about her, hence wrong about you. So I love that, how it's all kind of twisted and turned. And that really appeals to me. Plus this song, even being short, it's such an earworm. It will definitely get stuck in your brain after you listen to it just once. Like that lyric, Wrong About You, will just stick in there. And I, once I hear it, that's what keeps going through my head. It's got a nice musical break at about the one minute mark, which for this song is like halfway through, it, because again, it's a quick song. <laughs> it's a bouncy little country song, and I do like it. I really do. It's not my favorite on the album, but it's still a good tune. I do think it's lacking a little in the storyline, again, probably because it's so short, but it feels like maybe a verse is missing. So my thought is, is that Garth can re-record it and just add a verse or two and maybe have these two people get back together. And then he gets, I've got this whole story in my head. (laughs) Like Garth can just write, you know, a couple of verses, make it like a four and a half minute song where they get back together. And Garth, the narrator, spends his time telling Trisha, I'll just say, use Trisha as an example about how she was right all along. There you go. (laughs) There. Sounds perfect to me. Yeah. I rewrote it for you, Garth. There you go. You can take it and use it as you will. So now it's your turn, Pete. What are your thoughts on Wrong About You?
1: Yeah, it it is a fun little short song and it found the right spot to fill almost two minutes on a great album, in my opinion. It is a bouncy song. It's one of those songs that, you know, it starts playing and, you know, you just kind of, you find yourself going and you find yourself turning it up. There's a a lot said in the short song, but like you said, Aunt Deb, there seems to be something missing there. But then the next thing, (laughs) I just love how the song ends. Okay, bye. We're just gonna stop here. Whatever comes next, we'll come back to it later. It was kind of like one of those things. After 13 years, they said, "Oh, they found it on a notepad somewhere," and said, "Oh, okay, well, we'll start out here." Okay, bye. We will come back later. Okay,
0: but, bye. okay, bye. Now, every time I hear this song at the end, I'm just gonna go, "Okay, okay bye. bye." Yeah,
1: and that's it. It just seems like it's like it ends abruptly, and like they thought, well, they just come back to it, and then they forgot, and the release date come and they said, "I just slapped that song in there. We'll just go with it." I come back later, <laughs> But uh yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool little song again, not, not my favorite on the album either, but I think only because there isn't a whole lot to it, like Aunt Deb said, but I think that it's got a lot of potential. It, it had a lot of potential to, to be a really cool song because it definitely has a tune that keeps you going. You know, it draws you in. So anyways. Okay. Bye. Jess, your turn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. Okay, I love, love, love the beat of this song. It's a perfect up-tempo toe-tapper. The twang of the dobro. I'm gonna say it is the dobro, and you're right. (laughs) I trust my dad. Keeps the perfect rhythm with the perfectly kind of country drum beat that's going along with it. This song showcases what is probably my favorite Garth sound, actually. His register here is just right down the center. It's the most authentically Garth, and What I mean by that is there's no Jones bass, there's no King George licks, no James Taylor softness, and no Prince-esque falsetto. This is just Garth doing Garth. I don't hear any other influence in this song, and I love that. Not that I don't love hearing Garth's musical influences, I absolutely do. After all, the union of those voices with a splash of Trisha Yearwood in the harmonies is the Garth sound. That's what makes it but there's something to be said for some unadulterated Garth, and I think we get that in this song. Similarly, the lyrics here are pleasantly simple and to the point. It's just a guy realizing he was wrong about a girl and simultaneously realizing she was right about him and them all along. Somehow, despite the simplicity or maybe because of it, it's such a catchy, fun little song. This is one I definitely listened to twice on my playlist or the album, depending on what I'm listening to before I go on to the next song. So I think this was another solid song choice by Garth. I mean, it fit perfectly in the middle of the album. It's a good short little song that gets you from mom into whatever might be coming next. You'll have to tune in for our next episode to see what the next song is. But a perfect little bridge to do that. Okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) But okay, bye. But that's all I have on that one. That truly is it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
1: Okay, (laughs) bye.
0: Yeah, it's such a good song. And like you said, I think you you summed it up perfectly where this was the perfect bridge between mom and whatever comes next. Yes. (laughs) It's a good little short little bridge that you get over quickly. You just walk really fast and you're over the bridge.
2: See, that's why I listened
0: to it twice. (laughs)
2: Because it's short and then it makes it a whole song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh
2: -uh. That's what it was missing. It's a loop.
1: Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like a boomerang. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone. That's it for this episode. The second part of our Man Against Machine review, covering songs four, five, and six. Now let's go over to Pete for a shout out to one of our favorite garthologists. Shout outs.
1: This episode's shout out goes to Chris Klipstein. You have posted a ton on our Facebook page. We appreciate the interaction and the love. Thank you so much for the support and keep all the interaction coming.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. You're awesome. Thank you, Chris. Have you checked out our website at Garthology.com yet? If not, stop by today and check out past episodes and bonus content. And remember to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Hey, do me a favor. Whatever you listen to us on, Please go there now, give us a review, and encourage others to listen. It's been a long time since anyone reviewed us, and I want to know how we're doing. Also, be sure and share us with everyone you know. That way you can help your friends in low places become Garthologists too.
1: Yeah, and speaking of friends in low places, we are back to the socials. If you guys are on Facebook, we are at facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. If you are on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and TikTok, you can find us all at GarthologyCast there. We appreciate the likes, the tweets, the retweets, the interactions, the messages. And if you keep doing it and do it good, you're going to get a shout out on the next episode. So go,
2: go, go. You can hear new episodes of Garthology on the 7th, 17th, and
0: 27th of each month. So please join us for our next episode. Until then. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Garthology. And I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. See you guys next time.
1: Okay, bye.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> bye, everyone. And remember, love will always win. Finish it! Finish it! <laughs> Okay, pause. Wait,
2: I have to blow my nose really quick or I'm going to be like, the whole time
1: You should have done it while I was recording just to see how that turned out. Opportunity missed there.
2: (laughs) I think that All-American Kid was a
0: perfectly- Nope, nope,
1: nope, nope. nope. You
0: already did yours. It's your turn to do your song.
1: Your song.
2: I am. This is part of my-
1: (laughs) It sounded like she was going right into it again.
2: (laughs) I was like, wait, we already did yeah, that. Yeah, you already
1: did that, yeah, but all right, she-
2: cool. But, Sorry. Funny. She's like, funny. yeah, I am. I was like, wait, what did I do wrong? And then I was like, no, wait, this is that. She was looking at us like,
0: I know. Uh,
1: yeah, hello, <laughs> let me do my part.
2: Sorry, I wasn't paying attention, really.
0: <laughs>
1: Okay, but I just realized okay, there was
2: okay, a gap there, okay, and I was okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's just our thing. That's okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.